It's your boy, the Jewish Bulldog, Benny Sinekin. Bulldog Benny, you call him whatever you want. Pretty boy, you already know. You're listening straight to the point. You know they want staring point, you know we straight to the point. Boy Chris with the sis, fast breaks like a joint splitting half. Boy J with the J, we throwing heat, no gas, that's a touchdown pass. You know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say. Now they hardly can guard me like Dirk fade away. You know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say. Yeah, you know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say. They want staring point, you know we straight to the point. They want staring point, you know we straight to the point. They want staring point, you know we straight to the point. They want staring point, you know we straight to the straight to the Amy76 bringing us in episode number 84, straight to the point. My name is Chris here, my guy J Duck. Yo, what's going on? Yo, we got so much to talk about. First things first, World Series underway. We got to talk about that. We got to talk about the 75th anniversary team for the NBA. We definitely got to talk about who got snubbed, in our opinion. We'll talk about two of the biggest big men in the NBA, Jokic and B, their respective injuries and how they uh, affect their teams. Deshaun Watson in the news, maybe on the move. We'll talk about that, and we'll definitely make predictions for week eight in the NFL. We're definitely going to start first things first with the World Series, the Braves, the Astros in the World Series. Game one had already come and gone. Game two is underway right now as we speak. And, and, and Jared, you look at a team like Atlanta who came out the NL East, who came out the NL, you know, they, they went through yeah. uh, the Dodgers. They went through all these yeah. other teams. How do we, you know, how do we look at at their path uh, to the World Series first? Um, I liked it. I mean, when you look at this series, Chris, it's it's gonna be back and right. I think the Braves ha- might have it, but you know, the Astros look good again. And then you look at who the Braves have played coming throughout this whole playoffs. I was about to say series, but I mean playoffs. They've played some good competition. They've gone through adversity. Players have been hurt, come back, been hurt again. I, I like what they I've seen from this team, but I think the real storyline is how like the Astros went through this whole scandal. Because remember we talked about it in the podcast, they went through this whole scandal of a team that was accused of cheating, had cheated, Vestal, you know, signal calling, everything of the mm-hmm. sort, and they're back at the World Series. I don't know now. now who knows if another scandal is going to come out again? I think right now they're playing legit, but they went back. Which is something crazy to say when we thought, or a lot, a lot of it was said that, hey, this is a team that might never go back because they couldn't go without cheating. They couldn't do without cheating. Mm-hmm. Well, they did it. They've gone back without cheating. So I want to know, does this kind of like reduce that whole negativity, that whole cancel the Astros thing that was previously mentioned? Or is it just like, no, that's still a stain and blemish on their team. But now if they win this World Series, does it kind of like help alleviate it a little bit? I get what you're saying. I think with this here, I think a lot of people are not rooting for the Astros, more so they're rooting for Dusty Baker. You know, when A.J. Hinch got fired after the whole scandal and everything went down, I think that a lot of people, you know, thought that the Astros were kind of going to end up being floundering, especially in the American League when you got so many good teams. You know, you got the ball, you know, the Red Sox in, in Boston, you got the Yankees, you got Toronto, you have a lot of these young teams. Um and, and you have a guy like Dusty Baker who, who's never won a, a title as a manager his first time going back since, I believe, 2002. So it's been almost 20 years since he's been to the World Series. He's looking to win one. I think a lot of people are rooting for this Astros team, um, f- you know, for Dusty Baker. 
you look at a guy, you know, but you look at the Astros roster, you know, they've never been devoid of talent. Whether or not they were cheating or not, they've always had talent. Altuve, Correa, Alvarez now, um, Bregman. You know, you look at all these guys here and you look at you look at these two teams, and these two teams are pretty evenly matched. So you look about so you have to look at where, you know, where's the 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 edge go, you know. You know, they both have style, solid pitching staffs. They both have solid bullpens. They both have, you know, Dusty Baker and, and, and Brian Snitker from, from the Braves. They both came up in that Braves system, you know. Both learned from the great Henry Aaron. So, you know, there's a, very, there's a lot of similarities there. Um, I think that, like, like, if you look at these series here, you know, we are talking about Charlie Morton. Charlie Morton, who used to play for the Astros, started game one for the Braves, broke his leg on a comebacker. You know, it broke his leg. And the crazy part is he ran it out, which is ridiculous to think about because it, it basically fractured his fibula. You look at the, the, the competitive nature of these two teams and, and what these two teams have, there's very little – you know, room for error on both sides. So, you know, it, it, you know, Atlanta won Game One. Uh, Houston looking to take a, take advantage and win Game Two. It, it all comes down to who can take advantage of, of the situation at the at the at the moment. And I think that a team like the Astros, who's been here, who's won a title, I think that they have the experience factor. And I think that they'll be able to kind of get things done. So I think I have the Astros winning the World Series. I think I will say the same thing. I do like that if you're in the Braves, you've you got a lot of momentum going your way, especially knowing that you just beat out the Dodgers, which is a highly formidable team. Like the Dodgers is nothing to sneeze at. You're looking at Mookie Betts, Trey Turner. Um, and you're looking at a team for the Dodgers that what, Chris? I believe had, well, do you remember like 106 wins, I think, on the season? Like, that's how dominant they played. I mean, mind you, I think they were, yeah, a game less than the Giants in the NOS. So that's a big series when you talk about a, a champion series that they won. They're going into the World Series now. I think the, the Braves have a chance. I think they have a good one. So if they took game one, you might potentially you, – you might have you might lose game two because right now, as you're saying, the, the Astros are up. But I think they can – if it goes to seven, I, I think they could do – I think they could squeeze this one out. And I, I'm, I'm going to go with the Braves right now because I, I would like to see the team that beat out the Phillies for the playoff spot with the World Series. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't want to see the Braves <laughs> win anything. Speaking of people not winning, let's talk about this 75th anniversary team for the NBA. A lot of, you know, a lot of debate as who was going to make it, who wasn't. We've had conversations off air about, who should make it, who, who will make it, who won't make it. Uh, some, some significant names that, that did not make it. Jared, talk to me about who you think is, is the biggest name uh, to not make the 75th anniversary team. The biggest name was Dwight Howard. I think Dwight Howard not making it was crazy enough because like Dwight Howard's a Hall of Famer. I think I told you guys before, yep. once he secured his championship, I believe he was a Hall of Famer. Um, the guy Even before was, that. Even before he won a title. Even I mean, before that, you, you could always argue. People would always argued it against him. I think he'd still been a first ballot, but it, it, the, the case was against him because a lot of the time it's, it's on championships, but he's a three-time defensive player of the year. He's been to the finals 
once we carried the team to the finals and won with now the Lakers, but I thought he was always had, he was a, all, he was a scorer, dunk champion, everything. He has all the accolades, all stars, all NBA, all defensive player, like all pro. He's, he has all these accolades and I'm just mm. looking at who they took over. And I'm like, wow, Dwight didn't make it. And I'm like, we're talking about it, it, it's 75 players, the greatest players of history. Like when Dwight Howard was playing in his prime, or is that not included? Or are we just skipping and glossing over that a little bit? Mm-hmm. Because you look at how, for instance, they took Anthony Davis over him. I'm like, what has Anthony Davis done that Howard hasn't yet? Mm-hmm. Like Anthony Davis is still in his prime, so he has like years to keep going. But Dwight Howard was doing great things. I'm talking like three time MVPs. Anthony Davis hasn't even done a defensive player of the year yet. I said MVP, mm-hmm. I mean, defensive player. Anthony Davis hasn't gotten that yet. Mm-hmm. Anthony Davis does have the ring with LeBron, but Dwight was there for that ring. Right. I'm, so I'm just like, I get why we're saying how good ad is but i think they just it was like vastly glossed over how good dwight howard was especially mm-hmm. in his early magic days and then again if you if, i feel like they had to kind of attribute you know those washed hawk days a little bit where he was he was just abysmal the well, wizards not, thing it, i feel like they listen, added those in the hornet it, 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 they did. It, it, it shouldn't count against them but if you look at his resume I don't think it should either but they probably did it if you bother look at his resume, I think he his resume stacks up well against a lot of other people. You know, like you said, has a title, has the defensive player of the years, has the second team, first team, all NBAs, all this good stuff. I think the one guy that I think got snubbed, and not, not more than Dwight Howard, but along the same lines as Dwight Howard, is Clay Thompson. Because some argue that Clay Thompson is the best shooter on this team. Even more than Steph, you know, like best pure, you know, fundamental jump shooter. Because Steph throw it up and make it, you know. But Clay has the, the prototypical form, elbow out, you know, cash every time. And Clay's a great defender, has the accolades, three-time NBA champion, five-time all-star, member of the, you know, all-NBA team, the third team, all-NBA all defensive second team. You know, like he has these numbers. He has these accolades. And I guess – he kind of gets overshadowed because of Steph, because of Draymond. So, you know, I, I think that Clay Thompson definitely has a, a has a case to be made there as well as to someone who should have made the the All NBA team. Uh, Jared, I know we we me and you've had conversations about whether or not you know Parker and Ginobili should have made the All you know the seventy five greatest players of all time list, and I know we talked about you know. You know, if you if you include one, you have to include the other, and kind of things like that, because they're so attached at the hip. But of, of the players who, the twenty five players who didn't make it, Jared, is there someone on the list that you kind of say? I know you mentioned AD, but is there anyone on that list where it's kind of like, uh, it's a little questionable for this guy? I probably take Dame off too. No offense to Dame, I probably take him off though. Mm-hmm. And I think my only problem, it's not like the list is bad. Like honestly, you could keep those guys on those. Like, I think there's 11 active NBA players that are on the list. Mm-hmm. I think my problem with the whole list was that 50 members of the like, all 50 members, not even just 50, all 50 members of the NBA 50 anniversary team, which was mm-hmm. named in 1996, mm-hmm. were selected for the 75th anniversary team. And I think my only problem is that like time moves on. Some of these players now have have been eclipsed. Like some of the names that are on this list have been eclipsed. Like it's just how it is. Like that's the way basketball like who? works. Like who? So when you look at 
some of the players on the list, like for instance, um, you could kind of say Willis Reed. He could have he could have been moved off the list. Bill Walton yeah. could have got been off the taken off the list. He could have been. Bill Walton could have got taken off the list. Dave Cohen's could have been taken off the list if you want to do it. Bob Pettit used to play for the 76ers, could have been taken off the list. And it's not to say, oh, these guys aren't good anymore. No, but they Vince Carter could have been added. Tony Parker could have been added. I don't know about Vince Carter. I don't know about Vince Carter. Vince could have been added. I would, he could have I, added him to the list. How? How do you add how do you add Vince? How, how do you add Vince? How do you add Vince and not add a like would you add a Ginobili? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yes, absolutely. But what but what does like and I'm not arguing, I'm not honestly arguing. I'm probably Vince. if I'm saying if I'm saying Tony Parker, I'm probably replacing Dane with Tony. I think Paul Gasol could have been added to the list. Okay. I, I'm not saying that Dame not a top player, but I'm just saying we're talking about of all time, what they've done their entire careers. Tony Parker was what? Maybe an eight-time All-Star, Chris? I know he's won a finals MVP. I know he's uh, all made all NBA at least twice, two times in his career. He's won multiple championships. He has the scoring accolades. He has the assist accolades. Like the dude was a good point guard that Tony played Parker, very well. Tony Parker won won four titles, was a Finals MVP, like you said, six time NBA All Star, made the no, uh, I said eight six six times All Star, made the All NBA second team three times, made the third team once, and made the rookie team the uh, the first the the rookie team in two thousand two. And we, we thing, say that, that doesn't is, relegate him to be higher than Dean. I, I, I'm, I'm not saying it doesn't, you know, because I'm not saying that I'm not arguing that that some, you know, like Dame should be on there. I'm saying that there's a lot of there's a lot of questionable pieces. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of times where, and I get what you're saying, where where it's like these guys have been eclipsed. But what's going to happen when it's the hundred? When it's the hundred greatest players of all time? Those same fifty are probably still going to be there, and it's going so to the add same, twenty-five. So more. the same seventy-five is probably going to still be there, and it's going to add twenty-five more. Which I think is like I get the concept, but I'm like at this point, you're just going to be having a once you get what you go have when you get to the hundred fifty. We're just going to be having a whole list of of just guys that are like oh these are the top one hundred fifty players. We might as well just did it instead of it's it's, it's kind of like it ruins the nuance of having the list if you're not going to really evaluate. The entire the integrity of the list and say, yo, these the problem, 75 years of basketball, these are the top 75. The problem years. is, so now you're going to have to end up getting guys, you know, you're going to have a panel of people. There's some people who have not seen these guys play, you know. That's true. You know, so now you have to kind of get into the, the, the like, these are my, my contemporaries, like, like a, but you know how people, if, like, like, let's say theoretically speaking, like you as Bill Russell. You know, everybody who played in that era probably thinks like their era was up there. You know, like they can, you can give respect and and you can give homage to like the Kobe's, the Browns, the Jordans, whatever. But you can say like like you asked Mr. Russell, like, hey, you know, you played against, you know, you saw you know Dave Cohen, you saw Bill Walton play. Oh yeah, he's one. Like you know how you know how that gets. So I think sometimes to avoid that that issue where it's like we don't have enough evidence to pull them they kind of leave them you know what I'm saying so I think that's what the league ended up doing yeah so I, I'm like when you just look at this list it, it, it's 
an acquired taste. Like again, I think the list is subjective. It just it just sparks a conversation. Like it, it, your seventy five is the same as everybody's seventy five. This is all voting anyway. Mm-hmm. I, I just I just think like who another player that could have been added was what Alex English. Mm-hmm. Good, great player. Just wasn't wasn't thrown on there. I think he was a three all sec, all NBA second team type of guy. He was just he was a phenomenal player, and they just weren't added because I think they were just held back for the having the fifty that just stayed there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely understand that. Moving on, Jerry. I know you want to touch on this real quick. Couple of injuries to a couple of big men, uh, both in each conference. Nikola Jokic, the reigning MVP. Joel Embiid uh, for the Sixers, both having some knee injuries and knee issues. Jerry, I know you want to talk touch on that real quick. Oh, dude, yeah, this this the knee injury for Biggs is always going to be an issue. The uh, last night, Nicole Jokic bumped knees with Rudy Gobert. I almost messed up his name. I apologize, Rudy Gobert, and it was a scary injury because the way he went down, he said his knee like just went numb, like he couldn't feel it for a second, mm-hmm. which is always a scary thing to hear because of the fact that Nicole was just what reigning MVP. This is a team that's going to need him dramatically because Jamal Murray is still not ready to play yet. And then from what we've seen so far from this Nuggets team, without Jokic, they are just not it. And it's no offense to guys like Aaron Gordon or Michael Porter Jr., but Michael Porter Jr. has so much potential, but he's limited by the fact that he just likes to take a lot of pull-up threes in a fast-break situation instead of going to the, the, the basket. You look at the the playmaking they have. I like what I see from Monty Morris and Will Barton, but it's just not enough when it accounts to how much of a factor Nicole Jokic is on the court. And then the same could be said now for the Sixers, where there's been an uptick of assists for Joel Embiid now that there's no Ben Simmons on the court and how vital he is when it comes to playing at that dunker's position, passing in and out of double teams. When Embiid's hurt and limited, it just looks bad for the Sixers. We saw it in the previous Knicks game where he was held to 14 points. He's just not as mobile as he really wants to be because of the fact that the knee is all probably swollen and strained. So for both teams, it's early, Chris. You know, you, you, you've told him many times that the NBA doesn't start until Christmas. At this stage right now, I would probably rest both of these guys. You brought in Andre Drummond and Fear the Sixers for a reason, and that's for the fact that you potentially are assuming that Joel Embiid is going to miss games. Well, here's the perfect chance to let him sit because playing him through this knee injury is only going to worsen. Yeah, but the thing about the NB injury, and we talked about this too, it's a meniscus, it's a meniscus thing. It's a knee soreness. It's going to be tender. It's going to be sore. He's going to, you know, sometimes he's going to want to play. He, he, he's, he's someone who ends up on the ground a lot for whatever reason. He ends up getting, you know, on the floor, on the pond, you know, like, as a Sixers fan at this point, you're kind of going to have to just kind of deal with it. So um, I don't think there's much you can do there. Jokic is a little bit more controlled. He's not as, you know, not as athletic as Embiid. So his, I just think, was a free accident. And I think that we just kind of, you know, give him a week, let him, let him rest, get, get, get sore, you know, get that swelling down. And I think he'll be able to get everything squared away. Yeah, I don't know, because the problem with the Embiid injury is, and it's not, Nicole Jokic is probably going to be good. The Embiid injury is that, Chris, you already mentioned, he's, we know Embiid gets hurt. I believe there was an interview where Embiid told um, Ramon Shelbourne that he couldn't walk for two days with the injury. That's how painful it is. Right now, Embiid's having the worst, he's averaging the worst points per game he's ever had in his career at 19.2. Uh, you could tell he's just physically limited by the knee injury. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. If I'm the Sixers right now, it's so early. You just don't have to play them. But the reason why I think they're playing them is because you're trying to, one, showcase that this team can still do it without Ben Simmons to help try and keep this the team morale up, keep the status high, keep your fan base involved, and also mm-hmm. show other teams around the league that, yo, we could do it without Ben. We're just trying to trade Ben still. But at this point, if Embiid's just making it worse, this is only going to affect us later on as the season gets. This is a longer season now. This is only going to affect us later on as the season goes by and we're at the all-star breaker after and Embiid's out 10, 15 games. You're now playing for a playing spot. Mm-hmm. So I think you just sit him now, let him rest early and get him back by Christmas. If, if I don't even think he's going to have to sit that long, but just give it a couple of weeks, let him sit. I don't think you need a couple of weeks. A couple of weeks is two weeks. That's that's the middle of November. I don't think and the schedule, go they got a, what, a, a four-game stretch right now at home where you play, I believe, the Portland Trailblazers, Bulls, and um, I forgot the other two at the moment. They just alluded me. But, that, I mean, they're, they're winnable games without with them being very winnable. Without them being, it's going to be a little bit harder, but that's where you pay guys like Tobias to step up. Oh, oh, Dame's coming to town? He'll get a standing ovation. <laughs> so, uh, I believe it's the Pistons. Trailblazers. Oh. Um, um, I, what was the team I just told you? Shoot. Why am I stuck on this? Oh, well. It's one of them days. All right. <laughs> I don't know what your point was, but okay. Oh, I'm just saying, like, the list of games that you could just potentially sit and beat. It's Pistons, Hawks, Trailblazers, and then Bulls. Oh, he's not sitting in the Hawks game. Not happening. I don't think he'll sit that game, but you can sit in the Pistons game. You can sit in the Pistons game. I don't think he's sitting. I think, I think he wants to play. I, I, yeah, I think he wants to play. But I, I, I see him wanting to play and him, should he play? Those are two different things. <laughs> those are two different things. I don't think he should play. He, he probably wants to, but if you're the team doctor, you're the coach, sit him. Tell for him what? No. Sit him for what? Let his knee rest. Come on, bro. You know, you know he's not having that. <laughs> he's not having that. Moving on. Deshaun Watson, the Houston Texans quarterback for now, is definitely, you know, the trade rumors are picking up. A lot of teams are, are talking about maybe making a move for Deshaun Watson. Uh, Miami's been in the mix. They look like they're the front runner, but, you know, maybe not so fast. Maybe it's Denver. Maybe it's a team like Philly. Jared, talk to me about this Deshaun Watson thing and where do you think he may end up going? I think he's going to the Dolphins. Um, it was announced earlier today that the Carolina Panthers would not pursue the Texans quarterback, Deshaun Watson, by the trade down. I think it's approaching this upcoming Tuesday. It will be Tuesday, yes. Yeah, so, it, again, I, I, we understand that Deshaun is facing these pending lawsuits and his allegations. And Roger Goodell, has, he, he hasn't placed him on the uh, exempt list or anything to say he cannot play, you know, the commissioner exempt list. Mm-hmm. And Goodell said, obviously, the police have been, this is worse from Goodell. He said, obviously, the police have been investigating. We don't have access to all the information at this point in time. We pride ourselves on not interfering in that and being as cooperative as we can in order to get all the facts. I think this process is still ongoing. Mm-hmm. In lieu of the process still being ongoing, he said they don't have enough information to potentially discipline Watson or put him on the commissioner's end list. So, in technicalities, he can still play as soon as he gets traded. Mm-hmm. Now, due to Deshaun Watson's trade clause, he has a no trade clause. He can tell teams, he could t- tell his team and other teams that w- are interested in him, I do not want to go there or I do not want to be traded to that team. So in lieu of that, there have been teams like the Eagles, the Broncos, 
the Panthers and now the Dolphins that have the highest probably trade value-wise for him at the moment, or the, they have the winning bid, mm-hmm. that all want him, and it's up to him and where he wants to go. And he where he wants to go to probably the Miami Dolphins. They have the offense for him. They have a solid defense. They need a better line. But at this point, if you're the Dolphins and you're – what are they at, Chris? A one-in-five record? They could probably – if you're the Dolphins, as a team-wise, you're probably thinking we need to do anything we can to start winning games. Mm. In my personal opinion, if I'm the Dolphins, I like what I'm seeing from Tua. Mind you, he was injured after the first – I do. I like what I'm seeing from Tua as in Tua didn't – when he lost that last game, he didn't look bad in the loss. He didn't look good. But he didn't look bad where he still it, threw. He didn't look good. He, he still threw over. He threw through over twenty fifty yards and three touchdowns. But if you look at the body of the, if you look at the body of work of Tua Tagovailoa since he's gotten into the league, it's not. I great. think it's his O line that's hurting him as more than anything else. Yeah, but you still if, have not seen those flashes of you know great arm, great accuracy. He looks like a he's average. But that's so premature to say when we've only seen him in this season in two and a half games. And again, the losses weren't for from Tua. He literally broke his ribs. Now he's playing with a, a new flag jacket on design to help his ribs. Okay. And then Jacoby Brissett lost in the game. So again, I think so, it's a little so maybe 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 he's maybe he's injury prone. That then okay, then we make that argument. I so get maybe that. maybe and that's he's why he's ab- the maybe he's he average and he's injury prone. So if that's the case, it's a double <laughs> whammy. Maybe he's average. I like how you threw in the average part, but I guess average quarterback. It's early to say that about two when we haven't seen enough of game. Like it's early to say that about like Joe. Whoa, 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 You're the guy who wants to crown MVPs after four games. You talking about it's too early after well, two? Listen, listen, man. I, I don't know if you. Oh, we'll talk about my man's later. But I don't know if you see my man's car play. Like, guess the I'm, Eagles no, no, no. The it's the, First of all, it's the Eagles. It's the Eagles. My man, Derek Carr was. This, my my thing is you. You proclaim you like to claim MVPs after three or four games, but I, after, I, I like to proclaim MVP contention, like that press guys. Okay, okay. Well, I got oh two and talking about average contention, number one contender <laughs> for the average championship. Stop. Yeah, that's totally MVP conversations are totally different than okay. Well, we're having a conversation. Be a starter, we can't have a conversation starter. right now. I, I, I can literally tell you somebody's an MVP conversation knowing they're a secure. In the starter okay. in the league, two is average. Two is a starter in the NFL at this point in time. I don't think he's yeah. a vacuum where he's not better than certain dudes. I okay. for a fact, we know he's better I'm, than most guys. I'm not arguing whether or not two is a starter. Two can be a starter, but the 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 quality of quality quarterbacks in the league is is very slim to none. There's very few upper echelon elite guys, and Deshaun Watson, from what we saw in Houston. Even though he's on a four and twelve team, is a upper echelon elite arm talent, which is the reason why all these teams are still lining up to get him, even with all these allegations out there in the ether. You know, if he was, if 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 Deshaun Watson was some run of the mill average Joe Schmo quarterback, he'd be gone and forgotten about by now. But he's not because he's a special arm talent, and I think that teams are still lining up to get him. I agree with what you said about Tua and Miami. I do think he goes in Miami. But if I'm Pittsburgh, I'm at, least, go on. I'm at least I'm at least seeing what the price tag is. Well, the well, supposedly the Texans have said that the right now the Dolphins are the highest bidder. You have to beat out what the Dolphins are asking for. Now we don't know what the Dolphins asking price is. 
or what the, what the buying price is for mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson, but mm-hmm. the Pittsburgh Steelers would have to beat that out. But the other question is, does he want to play in Pittsburgh? Because we know for a fact that it's coming out that he wants to play in Miami. Who would? This is a great city to yeah, play for. But the problem, the thing about the Sean Watson, everything. The thing about the Sean Watson is he wanted to play for a winner, or, or a chance to be the guy and the winner. Yes. Yeah. Where they, they have a talent. Unless, both offenses and, let's, and let's be honest here, Pittsburgh has a has a talented offense, talented defense. They're just, you know, Ben is. Eh. I think right Pittsburgh now. has the same problem that the Dolphins have. That's why you, that's why I like the argument. When how? You just how, say how? how? They, they both have gaping holes in the O-line. Like it's bad. The offensive lines are atrocious. Okay. And as soon as you fix that, it's, it's the sky's that, the limit. Because, okay, okay, okay. Because the offense really versus Pittsburgh, are the same. Pittsburgh has a better offense and defense than that. I don't think they have a better offense. I don't. Their receivers are better than the Dolphins' receivers. What do you mean the receivers aren't better than the Dolphins? Receivers? I don't think Juju and I like Deontay Johnson, but I don't think Juju's better than a Waddle or Devontae Parker. I don't think their tight when, end is better than Mike Gizeki. When does first of all Devontae Parker doesn't doesn't play like he's he's him hurt and right now. Him and, him and, exactly him and two will be on the pond next to each other. You hurt, he, yeah, bro. Me too. That are hurt. This is again football. You get hurt. Will Fuller's on the Dolphins team. He's hurt right now, but these guys were. Happy. How many times have you heard the cliche "the best ability is availability"? How many times yeah, have you heard true. that? It's yeah, true. true. If you well, always hurt, the what's the point? But the thing is, then if you say they're always hurt, the Dolphins have more depth at receiver than the Steelers do. I like. I would rather say, hey, I have guys like Patrick Williams. I have guys like Will Fuller. I have guys like Jalen Waddle, who's going. Jalen Waddle looks good. I have got he he hasn't as emerged as like this, but Joe Waddle looks good. He had a good season so far. I like Mike Jazeski. I like Miles Gaskin. Now I like that. Miles Gaskin that. better than Najee Harris? Oh, absolutely not. Najee Harris is from Alabama. He's one of the he's Heisman winner or or shouldn't or Heisman winner up. Is is Juju Smith Schuster a better receiver than Jalen Waddle? No, Juju Smith Schuster has fallen off. He, he's he's. Um, for, we could, can we honestly say that what Antonio Brown said about Juju Smith-Schuster was somewhat accurate? Not not the personality stuff that he was, you know, throwing under the bus and shade, but when he was talking about the talent aspect where he's like, look what he does without me on the field, that was a big statement, and it's been proven right. Without Antonio Brown on the field, Juju Smith-Schuster's production has taken not only a small, but a very significant hit. He, he's, he's regressed. Where he's playing on this one-year contract, and with the injury now, it's looking even worse. He and people have been coming at him for the whole TikToks and everything, but I don't, I don't care about all that. Like he's still playing football, but he's just not getting open as much, not getting off the line as fast as he used to be. Put on some weight. He's not catching catchable balls anymore. No, he's regressed. Like Deontay Johnson has emerged as the best receiver, and Claypool is the two. Juju's just a slot guy that you can plug in and hope he catches something. And then also the problem is, again, which is why I, I like the fact that you said Deshaun Watson the Pittsburgh Steelers because Ben can't air the ball past 20 yards anyway, so that might also be affecting Juju. But if you're not getting open half the time anyway, it's not, it's not that big of an effect. Whereas I think Waddle's going to be better than Juju Smith-Schuster. Okay. Another team, I know we talked about Miami. We talked about. I threw in Pittsburgh. The Eagles are also in the mix because they have three first. Oh, please no. Allegedly. But, yeah, I, I don't want to. I'd rather that. draft the QB. No offense to Sean Watson. I just... well, I, no, no, no. 
the QB, the QB draft, the QB class this year stinks. They need to draft. Oh, absolutely. First of all, absolutely. they need to kick Howie Roseman out of the building. But other than that. But, no, again, I, I think for me, the trading for Deshaun Watson is if they didn't have all these allegations that we don't know a lot of information on, that's the big problem because you don't know what's going to happen when this case starts to really settle down and what the suspension is going to look like if he yeah, potentially gets suspended. Or everything is going on the run and he's cool, and that's even better. Yeah, but like now, because now, it's been, now it's been how long? How long before... Well, I, it's yeah, it's been like almost um, six months now. It's been it's been yeah, I was gonna say it's been almost half a year. But I don't think they've been in. I don't think they even started trials yet. That's the thing. I don't even think he started trials yet. Did he get so, charged? Has he gotten charged with anything? He's been charged, and then I think he's been gathering evidence. Like I don't think they've. I don't think trials are starting until December. Maybe not till February. So like, it's so much going on that the Eagles are already dysfunctional as it is that you don't want to add this added distraction to a team that you've already mentioned it. Nope, nope, don't even, don't even. Don't you want to say his name again? Don't even. You want to no. say the man that can't draft? No. The man that took J.J. Artega White's son? No, no, DK no. Another team that could be in the Deshaun Watson, I had, uh, you know, we have to pivot. <laughs> have Another to team that, <laughs> that could be in the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes is the Denver Broncos, you know, Teddy like Bridgewater. That. Teddy Bridgewater started off Start off strong, got a little eh. Uh, is, Teddy is he Bridgewater the, was he, is he the guy? Him. No. Mm-hmm. What about Drew Lock? Is Drew Lock the guy? No. Absolutely. So now you go and you go get out like Deshaun Watson in a in a in a division now with Kansas City struggling, the Raiders looking up, the Chargers looking up. You know, if 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 Denver says like, well, why can't we be in the mix? You know, to try to maximize what we have left with Von Miller. Um, we drafted a cornerback in the first round. We're trying to rebolster our defense. Why not get a, 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 a quality, quality quarterback in Deshaun Watson up, up in Denver? So I think that's a team that's keep a, you know, keep your eye on for trade rumors and, 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 and things of that nature. Jerry, is there any other teams that may be on the horizon that we're not thinking of that maybe could be taking a run to Deshaun Watson? I think Washington is a sleeper. Like, you've heard the rumors. I don't know if you've seen it, Chris, but we heard the rumors about the three-team trade with Washington, Texas, and Dolphins, where it's potentially like Tua would go to Washington and then Deshaun would go to the Dolphins. But if Washington was smart, cut out the middleman with the Dolphins and just go get – See what the Texans like asking price really is and make that move. Like Heineke's been a, a, a good little stopgap, but he's not the guy. We've seen it. He's not the guy. Mm-hmm. Even if Fitzpatrick comes back, Fitzpatrick's not the guy. Like, go if you can get yourself a Deshaun Watson, go do it because you now have the talent where I mean their defense is a, a poster right now, but they have the offense where I like what they I'm seeing from that offense. You put you added Deshaun Watson, a mobile QB that can get the ball downfield, that can move the chains, that can run. Oh man, that's like that's good for them. That that helps them in the right direction. Besides, them still need to figure out a team name. It, it puts them in the right direction. I agree. I agree. So now, moving on to our predictions for Week Eight in the NFL, Jerry, we're definitely going to start off with the Thursday night game as always. Green Bay taking on Arizona. Arizona undefeated. Green Bay without Devontae Adams. Jared, talk to me. Who you got? 
Uh, Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> Green Bay is not just without Devontae Allen. They will also be without um, Alan Lazard as well, who was placed on the COVID list. Like, I think their whole wide receiver core is potentially going to be shut down at this point. Um, Aaron Rodgers is going to be, when they talk about bereft of weapons, he will be bereft of weapons. His two best receivers potentially might be um, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon on the field. They might be his two best receivers. So Which my, isn't bad to say, hey, Robert Tunyon. I forgot about Robert Tunyon. I forgot. I was saying, player, player props, Robert Tunyon, anytime touchdown score. Yeah, yeah. Aaron Jones, over six receptions. Like, it's going to be a very – it's going to be crazy for the Packers at this point, but their defense is still something that's questionable, and I'm going all in on the Cardinals. Even though the Cardinals just lost J.J. Watt, the Cardinals look good. I think they're going to take this game. I think it's going to be 28-24. And they got your boy, Zach Hurts, my guy. Moving First on. touchdown. Do you know that was his longest touchdown in his career? Happy for him. Next, got, uh, next team, we got Carolina struggling, taking on the Atlanta Falcons. Jerry, who you got? Um, I'm going to go with the Falcons. Carolina is just – Sam Darnold's not it, Chris. Remember I told Jerry I think Sam Darnold could be a potential top 15 quarterback? I lied. Yeah. Wow, it was a false. It was a falsehood. Um, Carolina needs Christian McCaffrey back in the worst way possible. Um, Sam Darnold has just does not look good. Matt Ryan somehow has thrown 10 touchdowns and one interception in the last four Falcons games. They're going to keep doing it. They're going to keep playing the way he's playing. I got the Falcons winning this game. Next game, we got Tennessee coming off two back-to-back big Ws taking on the Indianapolis Colts. Jerry, who you got? I got Tennessee. Um, A.J. Brown's been playing out of his mind lately. Derrick Henry does Derrick Henry things. I know the Colts just had a good game, but the Titans look like they're on the street. Yeah, I agree. Tennessee is looking good right now, taking on a lot of the top echelon teams in the AFC. Speaking of, on, on the upper echelon teams in the AFC, Miami and Buffalo. I'm going to go with Buffalo. I think they, they're coming off the bye, right, Chris? Um, they're coming off it after losing that game to the Titans. I think they're going to come out and just dominate the Dolphins, especially that defense. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not even really predicting much of like the Dolphins having a, a bad game. I just think it's just going to be a, a Bills game all the way. Gotcha. Next game, we got Cincinnati taking on the New York Jets. The New York Jets being quarterback now by Mike White. <laughs> you didn't have anything else to add to that? Just <laughs> uh, <laughs> Cincinnati. I mean, Cincinnati look good. The Jets, eh. <laughs> should, should we just move on? We are, Okay. Yeah, I think we both have the Bengals for the back game. All righty. Uh, we got next game, Pittsburgh and Cleveland. Ooh, that's tough. Is um Baker playing? I haven't heard anything yet. Is Odell playing? I haven't heard anything yet. Give me Pittsburgh Steelers. All right. Uh, if, if Odell... Uh, not necessarily the Baker's playing and Chubb's playing. I have the I have Cleveland. If not, toss up. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, who likes to plant flowers and watch them grow, I guess, uh, taking on the the winless Detroit Lions, the zero seven Detroit Lions. Jared, do you hear zero and eight? I'm going to let you go first. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to let you go first. 
<laughs> it's because it's, I want you to go first. So like, I'm just want you to go first. You, you feel like I, I feel like, I feel like my answer might be different than yours. I want you to go first. I think they lose them. Oh, we got the same answer. <laughs> oh, we got the same answer. <laughs> That's so sad. It, it, it's so bad because the Eagles are a hot mess. <laughs> we are just a this hot mess. Team right stinks. Now. We have a lot. Did you know the Eagles have allowed an These guys stink, and I'm mad at myself because I knew that they would stink, and I, yet I'm still upset that they stink. <laughs> Next, speaking of teams that stink. Los Angeles Rams going to Houston, taking them to Texas. Jared, how much do the Rams win by? Um, oh, give me, give me 26. No. Yeah, give me 26 points. Yeah, so the Rams I had double-digit favorites for the second straight week. Rams winning by 26. Yeah, give me 26. I got I got 38-14. Mm, okay. How much is that? 38. Minus 14, 24. Okay. <laughs> Public school math. Uh, San Francisco taking on Chicago. Jimmy G back. Justin Fields starting for Chicago in Chicago. Jerry, who you got? Give me the 49ers. I don't, I'm Matt Nagy needs to be gone like yesterday. I'm so done with this Bears team. Can we free Allen Robinson? Can we start the free Allen Robinson campaign for the podcast, please? Don't, don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry. He's been franchise tagged for a, a team that's destroying his credibility as a wide receiver. He cannot catch the ball more than 50 yards a game. He Justin Fields can't throw the ball downfield because the O-line is so bad. They don't know how to call plays. Matt Nagy needs to go. Whether, whether it's incompetence or negligence, whether it's Justin Fields or Jalen Hurts, somebody's got to get fired for this. Somebody's like I, I saw the the report the other day that said Justin Fields needs to play a little cleaner at home. There's, he, how can he play clean for a trash team? Like how do you do that? Like it doesn't make sense. Next game we got New England taking on the Los Angeles Chargers. Oh, that's an interesting one. Um, what well, do you remember the scores of the Tampa Bay and the? In Dallas game that New England had, like, do you know? Did they lose by double figures or it was like one score? Well, the one score Dallas game was one score. They lost in overtime. Uh-huh. Um, and when Tampa was like one, one score too, right? Tampa was yeah. They, they they lost by the field goal. So they when they played tough competition, I'm gonna go with the Chargers. They, they don't they don't get they don't get they they don't get bust. They don't get they they don't oh. get they, they don't get bust up by bet you know by by tough teams. They actually do, do play teams tough. I'm gonna go with the Chargers by a field goal. I'm going to go with the Chargers as well. Next game, we have Jacksonville taking on Seattle. Oh, the battle of the crumbs. Oh, Lord. Oh, no, we're getting to that. Don't worry. Oh, Lord. Um, You know what? Geno Smith earned, needs to earn himself a win this week, and he's playing an Urban Meyer run team, and Trevor Lawrence doesn't look that good. Give me the Seahawks. I agree with you what you were saying about Geno needing to look good, and I agree with you of everything, everything that you said, give me the Jacksonville Jaguar, because it's Geno Smith. <laughs> It's Gino Smith. Tampa Bay taking on New Orleans. Uh, give me Tampa Bay by a field goal because for some reason the Saints always play the Bucks really well, especially as the NFC rivals, yeah. uh, division rivals as well. Um, it's really just going to be dependent on how does Jameis Winston play. Mm-hmm. And I like that they just recently traded for Mark Ingram to help that running back tandem mm-hmm. bring it back. But mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Tom Brady looks great. Tom Brady does look great. 
However, like you said, the Saints always play the Buccaneers tough. The Saints are at home in the dome. Um, Sean Payton always finds a way to to, to beat up on Tampa Bay. Uh, so give me – I got New Orleans. I got New Orleans. Next game, the crumble. Washington taking on Denver. Give me the Broncos. I think Washington – has allowed 30 points per game this season, mm-hmm. which is going to be great for Teddy Bridgewater. It might be Honestly, it might be great for the Broncos running backs because Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon need to do something at this point. Um, the Broncos are what, coming back for their third best scoring defense this season in the NFL mm-hmm. with like 18.1 points in defense. Like it's, it's, it's been pretty good for them. I, I'm going with the Broncos. I have Washington winning this game. I think, I think, uh, you know, when you have a guy like Bridgewater on the other side, you know, you're, you know, if you're playing super conservative, you know, he'll be able to pick you apart. So I think that Ron Rivera knows that. He's a great defensive coach. I think he's going to be able to kind of ratchet up that pressure. I think that Washington's defense is better than Denver's. Um, they have more playmakers, especially on that offensive line. That, I'm sorry, on that defensive line. Uh, Young Allen, you know, you got a lot of hit makers. I, I think that Washington's defense is going to come to play especially if they want to try to keep pace in the NFC. I think Washington is is desperate and they need to win this game. So I got Washington win this game. Sunday night game, Dallas Cowboys taking on the Minnesota Vikings. That questionable with a calf injury. Maybe he plays, maybe he doesn't. Still no word on, on his status. We're assuming that he's playing. So, Jared, who you got? Um, I'm going with the Vikings. No, nah, see, that's hard because I think Dallas Cowboys at the moment are 6-0 and against the spread. Mm-hmm. And if Dak plays, give me the Cowboys. If Dak plays, give me the Cowboys. I think it's going to be a, a shootout, high-scoring game because Dallas defense is just – Diggs is nice, but he's, uh, he is a, he's a gambler when it comes to his, his coverage. So I think a lot of – this game is going to be aired out a lot. But, yeah, give me Dallas if Dak plays. Gotcha. I, I have Dallas as well. I think they're a better team. I think Minnesota is really fraudulent. Not really a fan of Minnesota. Um, you know, they 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 tend to play down to their competition. Uh Cleveland K kept it a game with Cleveland, but I, I think that um Dallas is a different animal right now. I think they're hitting their stride. Maybe they're hitting their stride a little bit too early. Um, but I, I have Dallas winning this game. And now the Monday night game. The New York Giants taking on the struggling Kansas City Chiefs. Jared, who you got? Gosh, this game is the you know the Chiefs look bad. Is um, Mahomes even playing? Because I know Mahomes dealing with his own injury issues. Is Mahomes uh, questionable to play as well? Mahomes, they... Mahomes not ruled out as of now. Um, if Mahomes plays, give me the Chiefs. I know the Chiefs are two and five against the spread as well, so it's not really great, but. If I had to make a choice between the Kansas City Chiefs defense making a big play against Daniel Jones or just a Daniel Jones versus Patrick Mahomes matchup, I'd rather choose Patrick Mahomes than Daniel Jones because this is one of them games where even if you're like just thinking fantasy-wise, Daniel Jones just came off a solid one, he's going to have a dud. Even that makes sense? He's going to have a dud. It's the Giants. I feel like they're going to dud out this week. Same. Same. All right, so that wraps up another episode of Straight to the Point. If you like what you hear, tell a friend to tell a friend to go ahead and tune in. Make sure you follow Straight to the Point on all your favorite socials. It's at 
STTP Podcast. Make sure you follow me at underscore Chris Cross. Follow me at underscore JW. Definitely follow the podcast. We're trying to get to 750 by Thanksgiving. Chris didn't mention this, but Derek Carr is a stud this season. 91 completion rate against the Eagles. 91. I mean, first of all, it's the Eagles. There's three passes. First of all, second of all, I've been on the on the Raiders bandwagon even before all the John Gruden stuff happened. I said that they would definitely um they're looking to, they're playing their way into the upper echelon of the AFC teams. I still believe that. Um I think that they're gonna be right in it to the very end. Derek Carr's an MVP conversation. That's all I'm saying. He's in if the he, conversation. If he continues if he continues to play the way he's been playing and if he can he can continue to have games where he can complete 91% of his passes. He has 91. no choice, but he has no choice but to be in the MVP conversation. I like to, I like a lot of, of what he said, uh, following the Gruden fallout. He he didn't um, you know, he 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 couldn't run away from it. He 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 kind of took the, the the embrace the leadership role on that team. Um, so you know, like I said, I'm rooting for Derek. I'm rooting for Derek Carr. Hey man, that's all I had to say. I had to bring it up. This is greatness. I've never seen it. <laughs> like never seen just, just, just torture defenses. Don't want to name the defense he torched, but just torture. Hey, he torched the Eagles defense because they stink. <laughs> you had to say that out loud. Whole team stinks. Sirianni here talking about planting flowers and letting seeds grow wherever the hell. Man, him and Howie Roseman and John Gannon and even Jeffrey Lurie can get bag them all up, put them to the curb, and let the trash man take them because they got to go. Well, this has been all for this week. Again, you know, Eagles rage has its moments. I tr- I purposely try not to talk about the Eagles on the show. I love it. I, I hate to talk about my team. Can't wait till the draft. Hate the <laughs> can't wait. Can't you wait to ridicule them. You ready to get disappointed? Relax. Too soon. <laughs> Don't sleep. Don't sleep. There's plenty of ways to ruin this draft.